0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Just a, a quick one on the uh, topic of um, recovery from um, heartbreak, childhood trauma, CPTSD, all of these things, and um, really trying to simplify it as much as possible so that we can have uh, a fresh perspective on uh, a topic that's, you know, we're familiar with, that we're very, very familiar with and then relate that to the types of things that are going on in 2020. So essentially what we look at is the way in which um, impressions are made upon a person that are so uh, strong and so repeated and of such a nature that they actually cause the person's um, system, systemic functioning to warp, to twist under the pressure of them. And that impression of warping and twisting of the system is then the system that the person lives with. So they're essentially walking around in the world with a, with a warped, um, twisted system from these pressures, from these strains, uh, from these uh, stresses that are too much for the human system to deal with. They're outside the carrying capacity of the human system and so the system starts to break down We call these systemic breaks, um, dissociative identity disorder, depression, anxiety, CPTSD, uh, whatever else. But fundamentally, um, where it's not genetic and it's not caused by uh, drugs or direct injury, it is trauma, trauma. So we don't use the word trauma, we could say systemic pressure that's caused damage, an impression made upon the system repetitively and forcefully enough that's of a nature that causes the system to warp and to break. Recovery from that is typically identifying where the system has become a little warped, where it is a little bit broken, and then seeking to do repairs, seeking to go in there and make repairs on the system in those places. Why is this critical? Well, for one thing, the person who's got a warped or twisted system is not functioning very well in the world. They're not perceiving things um, very clearly. It's difficult for them to assign appropriate meaning and levels of emotion and types of emotion to appropriate scenarios because those are the parts of the human system that get damaged by uh, narcissistic abuse, heartbreak, and emotional distress. Our ability to assign an appropriate level of urgency to threat is warped. We are, to use the psychological terminology, emotionally dysregulated. And a person who's emotionally dysregulated has warped perceptions, of course. So It's not good for the individual just in their own subjective solipsistic daily experience. They will feel more under threat. They'll have more uh, mood, lability, emotional dysregulation. It's just generally it's a less pleasant subjective experience being alive. And then their functioning, their their capacity in the world is um, dampened as well. Their ability to form stable bonds with other human beings to have friendships that make sense and that um, are stable, mutually beneficial, and built on uh, strong boundaries, mutual goals, mutual interests, mutual values over time is damaged. And of course, intimate romantic relationships are almost out of the question because the person who has this kind of systemic damage perceives threat where they're may not be any threat at all, but they've become defensive, uh, paranoid, hypervigilant. And who could blame them after what it is that they've been through? How do we relate this to 2020? Well, I think that um, we can certainly say that what we're seeing playing out at every level, microcosmic, macrocosmic level, multiple levels of power and agency in the world, Viewed through the eyes of an understanding, a compassionate understanding that people are left with an impression by painful experiences that are repeated over and over again, that warp the system, the system of the individual or the system of the culture or class, then there is a tendency to be responding to. Um, Projections, trauma-based projections, rather, which are based on the past, because trauma is past-focused. PTSD, one of the many um, awful elements of, of PTSD, is that it makes you very, very self-focused and very, very past-focused. It's not a, it's not a happy, light-filled, thriving place to be, because the parts of yourself that causes you to focus on. Are the parts that are in pain and the parts of your past that it causes you to focus on and to recollect again and again and again for further forensic analysis in the hope that you can presumably find where things went wrong, um, leads you to live in a very dark, self-focused, pain-focused, past-focused reality tunnel. So we have to find a way out. You can see in the multiple challenges across the board uh, that we're facing this year, at every level, the people in positions of power, uh, scientists, politicians, um, and the people who have to suffer the consequences of the decisions that are made on their behalf, are doing so through a filter, a perceptual filter that is trauma-based. And then this year itself will be a year where the rate at which traumatic impressions are made on human beings across the globe and across human consciousness spike. This will be a particularly traumatic, turbulent, chaotic, and emotionally dysregulated and dysregulating year for people for multiple reasons. And um, you need know, me to go into why you're living it. You're the expert, you're the person who's having a subjective experience of going through it what do we do? Well, when you are looking to recover from any trauma any anything in in the past, any heartache, any disappointment, uh, painful event that you've experienced, typically the therapeutic modality that you engage in, and there's a lot of them, and a lot of practice, many, there's a plethora of different styles and disciplines and the number of practitioners of those styles and disciplines may as well be infinite. It's functionally, as far as you and I are concerned, it's infinite. You certainly couldn't get a one-hour therapy session with all of the, co- the coaches and therapists and counselors exist in the world. You'd be very busy until your dying days and there would always be new people. So it's effectively infinite. But all of those humans, without exception, whether they're using yoga, chanting, ayahuasca, Freudian psychoanalysis, psychodynamic models, you know, Eric Byrne transactional analysis model, whatever it is, and neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, whatever it is, they're looking to alter the story. They're looking to alter your story, your therapeutic process, our therapeutic process, the collective uh, humanities therapeutic process, is a case of questioning the coordinates of the story. Why are we doing what we are doing? Does what we are doing make sense? And then how do we from there find a way to see um, where there is some kind of light in the scenario? So trauma and post-traumatic embitterment syndrome will keep you very much focused on uh, where things are going wrong, where there is pain, where there is darkness, um, any therapeutic process should uh, gently and organically be leading you towards looking at where there is hope, where there is the possibility of thriving, where there is the possibility of connecting with people, of being more authentically you, uh, being more capable of telling the truth, of maturing as a human being, of of growing um, emotionally and uh, cognitively, philosophically even, and looking to the light and saying, okay, how how do we challenge this narrative? How do we change this story? How do we really, really let go of the past? I've waited 10 minutes of talking to not use the phrase let go of the past because I wanted to load it first. Because if you're told let go of the past, it's such a oft repeated phrase um, that's been so well worn and so well used, it's been worn and used into almost meaninglessness. And I wanted to preload it by having you think about all the ways in which the past has its own gravity. It brings its own pressure. It brings its own impressions. And those impressions are often rooted in pain. They're rooted in that which was twisted and that which was warped by hurt. And they are impressions that create more pain, more hurt, more warping, more twisting. Why? Well, because if you're coming from a dark reality tunnel, let's say with, let's talk about a negative belief like all people are stupid And if you don't dominate them, bully them, and use them, when you have the power to do so, you're wasting a golden opportunity. And you may as well, because if they were in power, that's what they would do to you. That's a belief. That's a dark belief. And it creates a lot of suffering, creates a lot of pain. So at the individual level, you'd be looking to focus on where there is light, where there is optimism. And that's probably what we should be looking to do here now as well. 2020 um, has been tough. Um, It's certainly not over yet um, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, And I think we need to start looking at uh, coping with this. And coping is not a term I like, it really isn't because I always aspire for more than coping. But perhaps when you're embattled and besieged as we are by these stresses, we should look at coping first with what's going, ha- with what's going on, with what's, with what's happening and what will happen. And then from there, moving as quickly as we can, but not so quickly that we go into denial of what it is that we're facing, into strategizing and then moving forward. It's going to stretch all of us. It's going to stretch us out of our comfort zones. There's no way that it isn't. Um, not everybody is going to get what they want for Christmas this year. Um, you know, we're all adults. Now, what is our capacity to accept that? What is our capacity to accept that? We're not going to get exactly what we want to and you want. If our capacity and resilience for that is very low, the end result will be An explosion of rage, an explosion of violence and rage. But that's not right, because you're not supposed to get everything you want to and you want you're a grown up. I'm a grown up, it doesn't work like that. Things happen. Life on earth has always been fairly tough, fairly chaotic. It's only in the last couple of hundred years that It's stabilized a little bit. And because we live such short lives, you know, we're not 400 years old. We don't remember what it was like in the late 1600s. We go like, oh, it's better now. This is not such a big deal. We only know what we know because we live such short, rapid, frantic lives. Tis a tale told by a fool, full of sound and fury, by a player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and yet it doesn't signify all that much to chop Shakespeare unacceptably into pieces as I just did. So we need to face this with a degree of humility, a degree of compassion for other people, maybe even people whose views you consider abhorrent, whose views you consider completely wrong, whose views you see as threatening. Maybe it's an idea to learn to engage in critical thought to see the other person as a person to remember that we all have ideas hopes and dreams and all of us every single one of us myself included our perceptual filters are warped it's very hard to see reality as it is we're all living a story to varying degrees greater degrees lesser degrees we're all lost in our own version of events and right now with social media which we're using right now Um, It's becoming an echo chamber through which our unconscious is projected larger and larger and larger and larger on a greater and greater and greater wall. And so the monsters and the mind ghosts and the demons of our projections seem bigger and more multitudinous, more legion than they really actually are. So humility, patience, compassion, resilience. Look to the light. What's gonna be the North Star? What's the guiding star? What's the direction we're trying to move into? We're all gonna have to start doing that now. History didn't end. It's not over. Marx didn't get that right. We're still in it. It's still happening. Nothing is set in stone yet. It is being written. It has not yet been written. It is being written. And uh, we can do something about that. But exactly what we do and the action we take we should be very, very careful and not be too uh, quick or reactive or emotion-driven and too hysterical in the specific actions we take to respond to the stresses, the pressures, and the, um, the challenges that we face at the moment. Okay, ladies and gents, that's it from me. hope that that was useful. Thank you very much for your time and for your attention. And uh, I look forward to speaking to all again very soon. Cheers.